What's up, everyone? Welcome back. Blunt Instruments Podcast. Back again. I am Luke from Bond's Apartment. Let me introduce you to none other than my counterpart, partner in crime, guy with the best Seamaster collection on either side of the Mississippi. My Paisan, Lorenzo. What's up, guy? <laughs> Quite the introduction, my friend. Yeah. Hey, what's up, dude? How are you doing? Oh, not too bad. Not too bad. What about you? It's freezing here today. It's it was actually kind of warm here in Vegas. It it's been like in the seventies during the daytime. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. so we're we're heading towards spring. It looks like. Well, at least I'll be there soon. So I guess uh, I got that to look forward to. Yes, I I think the weather's going to be like amazing in April. So yeah, yeah. I'm sure you'll welcome that as a Michigander. Yeah, Michigan yeah, I'm excited Gander. for it. Is it Gander or? Michigander is unfortunately what it is. Yeah. Wow. I love that for you. Pretty fucking stupid. (laughs) Um, So uh, you got a new video out this week. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Finally. Took me. It's it's very good. It's very good. I'm very proud. I I thought it was pretty good for my second video slash first official one. Mm -hmm. Mm Because I just did like a little intro. I'll tell you what, it's only six and a half minutes, but it took a while to put together. Which oh, I know. Yeah. It's I know bitch. talking with you and David after I did the the intro video, I've gotten a lot of um, feedback and tips and, you know, things I can work on. And it's funny, like when I did this one, I already have things I want to change and improve on. But yeah, I was pleased how it turned out. Like, I thought it turned out pretty good. Yeah, I thought uh, your transitions were great. I liked how you had like a little intro before your your actual intro you know kind of jumped into that with a bang which was nice you switched up the song which was cool um you know it it was just really good it was really good and i was gonna tell you that um the camera operator must have been a really sexy chick but apparently it was the hooves so all the hooves the yeah the uh median uh, i would i think we officially deemed him the media um Guru. supervisor or something like i forgot what the title was i'm sure i'll listen to this and just laugh yeah but um <laughs> i uh i i gave a couple shout outs uh matthew gibbs he's done uh, a lot of the digital stuff for me not only on this video but in general he created the intro with the watch faces for me so yeah incredibly talented young man um he's out of the uk he actually has a new uh bond channel which he's quietly kind of released uh it's called commander bond underscore 007 so give him a follow okay um, instagram instagram yeah i know he's done intros for david before he's done uh i think he did something for uh chris morales he's done a few things you know for some people just out of the kindness of his heart like he did my intro for me originally it was the day after christmas and i got an email just in my email box i was like hey i was bored 
was having fun and he creates this epic intro for my yeah. uh <laughs> for my page and i was like blown away well you know, so I'm gonna have to give him a call yeah <laughs> everyone's gonna give him a call now everyone's turn, gonna guy. go go hit him up yeah um <clears throat> well it's fantastic and i'm very uh very proud of you guy that was a great great follow-up video and um if anybody hasn't watched it yet uh, make sure to check it out. It's on Omega Bond Watch's YouTube, and it is all about the Blackwell Rum customer experience and um, how, for a collector such as yourself, they did a great job making sure that you were uh, very satisfied with the product and and uh, the way everything was handled. So it looks was like they did a good job. Yeah. So it, it was funny because I I reached out to them because the box came and I looked at Cassandra and I was like, she knows how I am. You know, I'm a true collector. So when something like that is like, to me, it's not just the item, it's the packaging and all that. It needs to be in mint condition right. or as close to mint condition as possible. I'm sure you feel the same way when you get something. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it was just disappointing. And I know it wasn't their fault. Like, even if it was their fault, which it wasn't, I, I it, what are you going to do? Like it was someone in, you know, that packed it up just wasn't really thinking about it. Yeah. I mean, it was an easy fix. You just take the bottle out of the box, you fold the box down. Right. And you do the, the wrapping around the, the bottle, but apparently they didn't want to take the time to do that. So, uh, you know, I just reached out via Instagram, which it's amazing how Instagram kind of connects you with people. Yeah. And yeah, Charlotte was amazing. And she like was like, let me get back with you. And, you know, then Jeff got involved. And before I knew it, it was at my doorstep. And I was just very appreciative. You know, I wasn't like angry or... I didn't approach it from the angle of like, you owe me. Like it was just, Hey, this happened. Is there any chance you'd be able to, you know, send me another box or, you know, or I, yeah. if I need to send this one in, like, like whatever steps, because sometimes, sometimes it's a situation where they need that original one back, you know, I've worked in customer service for years. So I understand like, you know, there's certain protocols, certain companies have with certain situations where they need, you know, said product back so they can replace it. But, that's yeah. Okay. Well, it's nice that they understand that, um, you know, they're a smaller company and it's not very easy to find Blackwell, especially around here. So, you know, with that said, and, and the following that you have, um, it's good that they, you know, took the time to to get that every, you know, squared away for you, because I don't know for smaller businesses, you know, bad press can be pretty detrimental. Not that oh, you would have lampooned them. No, but, I wasn't. You know. That wasn't the goal by doing this. This was more or less. I I think that good companies deserve recognition for mm-hmm. the little things. And right. this is so minute. It's a box at the end of the day, which I'm sure when people watch my video, they're going to be like, it's a box. Like, who gives a shit? You know? Right. But it's the attention to detail that really... Um, makes the difference and the care and the precision and i just i i appreciate that because i would take it seriously if someone called me and was like hey you know i ordered this thing like you don't know what kind of collector they are how serious to take it right all i want to do is make sure whoever i'm dealing with whatever service has been provided or product has been bought um they're completely happy with it so kudos to them hats off like just absolutely fantastic I hope I'm going to be doing a couple more things with them. Um, they deserve all the credit in the world. 
Yep. And uh, just like a, a great group of people to, to just work with and, and, and communicate with and just their product's fantastic, which we've talked about it numerous times. Oh, yeah. It's my favorite. So, have you um have you purchased the regular bottle of Blackwell before? Oh, yeah. 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 That yeah. I, po- I polished that off when we did the episode with the girls. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I bought two a couple uh, maybe about a month and a half ago, and they're both gone. Yeah, I'm like yeah. hoping they're gonna like distribute more locally. They definitely of all need the, to. the traction. Yeah, they definitely need to. So, but yeah, hell of a product and great company, like you said. Are you ready, guy, to get into the nitty gritty of this episode? I am. Yes, I am. I am very ready to get into. Yeah, it. So this is gonna be back to our our roots. I think we're going to kind of get back to the Blunt Instruments name here. Um, you know, this one, you and I, this is something you and I have kind of talked about offline quite a bit, as you and I talk about all kinds of shit offline. But this is a this is a twofold topic. So we'll start with one of the things that we've noticed, and it's something that um, a lot of people pick up on within the social media uh, bond squad, is whenever there's a movie coming out, we tend to see a hell of a not a hell of a lot of new accounts, you know, a lot of new angles at bond, a lot of new, some of them are pretty original. Some of them are, um, you know, some of them are kind of parodies off other things. You know what I mean? Whatever, whatever it is and to each their own. But one of the things you and I have noticed lately is whenever there's a movie coming out, everybody jumps on the ship. And then once it's gone, the the content creation slows way down. And um, I just kind of, well, first I wanted to talk about that. I mean, have you noticed that? Um, what are your thoughts on that? You know, is is there any way to, what do you do to avoid you becoming like that? If you ever feel like you're in, in fear of that. Well, so <laughs> complete transparency here. I, this is my first time experiencing it for real you know right with with you know the creation you know of the page you know being in 2018 so i never really experienced the high and the low mm-hmm. and i really think this was a unique situation because of how drawn out the release was which right it's funny when, when uh the hoove was here visiting me for my sister's wedding he we briefly touched on this and and he said he's like you know i know you guys like talk about the movie and the delay and all that he's like but it was kind of like a blessing for everyone if you look at it from the perspective of, of someone that purely just listens to content mm-hmm. um and he's one of our avid listeners he listens to every episode the day it comes out yeah but, he, um, he told me and he'll he'll give his opinion of course <laughs> about things we can uh work on <laughs> mm-hmm. but um anyway he said you know it gave everyone more time to absorb content create content it made it forced companies to put more products out there than they probably would have yeah marketing more which you know obviously you know i'm sure they weren't happy about that because we spent a lot of money on the front end but uh no i i you know i never really stopped to think of it that way it was more or less you know so focused on i want to see this movie and not well look at all this you know all this opportunity we had to kind of reflect on everything and enjoy the process. But I'll be honest, like I w- would never want a release to be like that again. I don't want, I don't want it to be that long. That was like right. way too long. So you know? do you think because of the way that no time to die was drawn out, that that's why we saw 
so many people jump into the social media game and then eventually just get immediately um, fatigued by it and just kind of stop. I mean, some have stopped altogether. Some just cease to exist. And then some are just really dormant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I think it's a combination of a few things. I mean, let's look at the uniqueness of what the world was in at that time. You know, there's a lot of spare time at, at hand. You know, mm-hmm. we weren't in, on the hamster wheel, you know, with life. Right. I know I was furloughed for a year and a half. So, I mean, that is a huge amount of time to fill. Versus now juggling, you know, the Instagram, the podcast, and now a YouTube channel. I, it, it, things are, you know, unfortunately things in the creative area, which mean you've said this numerous times, this is a, this is a full-time job Mm -hmm. to, to do this hobby. And it's not a job because for me, it's enjoyment. I know for you, it's enjoyment, but it, it definitely takes a lot of time out of our days and we're both planning weddings. I'm obviously in a different stage of mine as as we're getting really near to it, but it's, you know, you want to make sure you're consistent. And I think when I went through like kind of the, the, the lead up to the end of the movie coming out, I thought to myself, I was like, how am I going to stay relevant? That was the question I asked myself. And I don't know if you asked that before the movie or if it was after, but I started like kind of starting to plan my, my, you know, my strategy after the fact Mm -hmm. and i i'm fortunate because i thread through two different huge fallings you know i have the bond community and then i have the watch community right which two very different beasts um i'm definitely more got more of a foothold in the bond community because that's where my love lies mostly Mm -hmm. um the watch world is very diverse very um complex and I wouldn't consider myself a true collector. I think I am a specialized collector. That's right. how I would, would 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 categorize myself. But over time of getting watches and being around people, I have learned that my taste has evolved from that. You know, right. like it, it's definitely I see how one directional the Bond watches are for Bond, mm-hmm. and there's so much opportunity for Bond to wear so many unique time pieces that he hasn't yet which mean you've talked about that like a dress watch for bond or um some sort of like tool watch that's specifically not a diver mm-hmm. um i know a lot of people have been you know clamoring for him to wear a speedmaster and i've said it before i'll say it again i think that's a huge mistake <laughs> unless right. it's something done specifically for him in a very specific situation um but I don't know what about you guy like how do you feel how how was it for you like leading into the movie and how's it yeah. been since yeah well i to, to touch on your point too you know you're even just the few things you said there those are just so many different angles you could approach on the podcast on the youtube you know what i mean things that you want to branch into but still relating it to bond or your page so you're you're clearly on the right track with that um my my fear came right after the film came out and it ended the way it did um you know and and just with covid the way it is i was afraid that i had gotten into this thing like a little too late and i was like you know now that we've had some success and and um you know we're we're meeting people and and collaborating with people and all these different things i was like okay so now what happens if the next actor it's not as much fanfare and 
he's not as well received and and brands don't get involved like what are we what are we going to talk about but that kind of went away pretty quickly because i was just you know it's kind of like at the same time we're content creators so we just have to be a use our imagination and create things you know it doesn't have to always be like this was in the movie so let's talk about it you know it's like let's create something of our own create a discussion of our own go backwards and start from the beginning try to find things in the old films or in the old novels that you know talk about things people haven't talked about so that i was worried for a minute i will say you know and it maybe it was a little depression because of the way the movie ended but um yeah i mean there was some fear there for sure but i don't know man we're surrounded by some pretty good people but and that makes it a lot easier but you know my thing was i there was some accounts that had popped up during the last 2 years that i really enjoyed you know and of course i won't mention anybody but they had you know kind of some of them have gone away completely i like i don't even know if they're even registered accounts anymore that were really good and then some of them just kind of fell into like a trap of you know like now now that this film's out it's hard to create something new so i'm just going to do my own version of what somebody else does i mean would you ever stray that way or would you like would you rather just not put anything out over a three month span and then when you do it's something original and something you're happy about or would you just prefer to be the person who's just crushing content even though it's not that great um (laughs) that is a very too adult well that's a double-edged sword right there because i I really care about quality. I think originality and being able to stand on your two, your own two feet is very key to people being interested. Right. Um, content collaboration is always, you know, it's, it's great. I think there's, there's things to be had there. I think there's opportunities, but um, I've, uh, you know, I've known, so I'm going to go back to the hoove because we, you know, he's here and I, I haven't seen him in a, in a while. And it's funny because I've known Chris, I've known for 22 years. He's, he's known me my whole, like for a good portion of my life. He's my oldest friend and he knows me so well. And, and the only reason I'm bringing up a relationship is because of how much I put in, how much stock I put into his opinion mm-hmm. um, and his, his, um his perspective, because he's so just not connected to this from our perspective. Right. So I feel like, to reach those people that are not bond fans or potential bond fans, you want to go the route of communicating with someone who's not looking at it from a fan standpoint. That's looking at it from a, well, what is this? Yeah. That's how you're going to really entertain reach. By this. Yes. Am I, are you, am I, am I able to hold someone's attention that either has no idea about what I'm talking about or has some little interest and want to know more? So, right. One thing um, he mentioned to me that kind of like I asked him like point blank. I said, "Hey, I want to know something. Uh, am I an asshole?" And he's like, "What do you, you asked me that too?" <laughs> I know. I I I definitely use my peers as a soundboard. I'm very meticulous about that. Mm-hmm. But I asked him. I was like, "You know, do I come across as unapproachable?" And he said, "What do you mean?" And I was like, "I just want to understand if I." create this facade of like don't come to me to collaborate or don't um 
don't ask me to do this because I don't do my much collaboration other than me and you doing mm-hmm. like the podcast, which to me, like we've been friends since we've started our channels. Right. Well, since you started your channel and I started ramping mine up because I guess mine had been around for two years, which I couldn't believe that. Yeah. You know, four year anniversary. I'm like sitting there. I'm like, uh, it's kind of weird. Cause like the first two years, it was so low key. Right. I think I had like 500 followers, which when I remember when I hit that 500, I was like, like blow, my mind was blown. Yeah. But, me too. Yeah. Me too. Um, but I asked him that and, you know, he challenged me. He said, you know, I don't think it's a lack of people wanting to work with you. I think it's a lack of you reaching out to people to do things. And it's just like, I, I guess I get the fear of people saying like, no, I don't want to do that. Or uh, that won't work for me. Like whatever, whatever it is, you know, I, I appreciated that he was able to tell me like, look, what you're doing is great. I think you need to be more you. And by mm-hmm. that means, look, I know you can run circles around people about the watches. Everyone knows that um, from the Bond perspective. But he's like, what they don't know that I know is your history in fashion and selling, you know, tailor-made suits at Barney's and dealing with, you know, multiple brands. And he, he said this after we went shopping. He's like, dude. You know, so I've learned so much today just going out with you and walking around and, and talking to these different people in different boutiques that I don't understand why you aren't approaching other angles of of bond from like clothing to products to like whatever. He's like, you just understand these things. Right. He's like, that's what you need to go for. And I'm sitting there and I asked him, I was like, but I'm I'm Omega Bond watches. And that is what everyone looks at me as. And he's just like it's what you want it to be, dude. Who cares what everyone else thinks? Right. And it's like, I've almost gotten away from what we talked about originally is like, we're going to do what we want, you know? Right. It's like, if you pigeonhole yourself, right. You, you know, you feel like you have to be like this one trick pony, but obviously you don't. And then maybe that's why some of these accounts or channels go away as they, they come in and they're like, all right, I'm going to talk specifically about, uh, uh, Navy quarter zips that bond wears. And then, like, after talking about all one of them, if there even is one, then they don't have anything else to talk. I mean, shitty example, but you you get the point. It's like you you come into the, you know, the, to the scene, you've got something you want to talk about. You're like, you know, I feel like nobody's talked about, like, because when it comes to Bond watches, there really isn't, you know, there's all kinds of people that have them and collect them and know a lot about them. But, you know, I would say you're the authority on that. I mean, I've been saying that since episode two when Jake and I did that episode about watches and i was like we should have had that fucking lorenzo guy on here i'll never forget i'll never forget (laughs) hearing that i was it was the height of covid when we had the lockdowns i'm sitting with cassandra working on our the thousand piece specter puzzle which by the way it took us forever to do that puzzle Uh and um i was like you know you care if i put this a podcast on or a bond podcast on and listen to it so we can kind of have something like you know to chat about yeah, because she was still learning about you know the the bond community and how it works, and I was still kind of getting into it and learning all the different people out there outside of the major players. Mm-hmm. And um, when you guys said my name, it was like we looked at each other, and I was like, "Okay, this is fucking weird. Like, yeah. this is very strange." And like, it was like the first time I felt like I had made somewhat of an impact, you know, nice. on on someone I didn't re- like. I think we had talked once before before that. So I, I honestly don't know if we even had. I really don't know if we even had yet. 
because I, I know remember. I reached I reached out to you. I know what you're gonna say. I know. I remember <laughs> you reached out to me for the first time. And you still I, feel bad about that. I do because like I didn't know what to think because I think you were just super jazzed and excited to like just chat with me, and I was like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Hey, I just... want to buy this this uh, gold night watch." You're like, "It's not." actually the gold i watch i was like okay fuck you <laughs> i mean and oh technically God. you're right but you know i mean you live and you learn guy you know even now you end up buying it and you got the same one i have because i got, a smoke that other I got one. such a smoking deal on that on the golden eye watch that i just i couldn't turn turn it down and who knows maybe down yeah. the road i'll i'll get the right one the the screen yeah. accurate one but it's just like who cares like like it's it's the same reference yeah. number. Who well, you were you were doing you were you were doing what, in a sense, was expected of you. Like your Omega Bond watches. That's why I had reached out to you, and you were like, you know, that's a beautiful. I mean, you were not mean at all. You were just like, but technically, like if and, and I don't even think I said like, I didn't specify like I don't care if it's screen accurate or not. You were just like, you know, that's a great watch. It's a great deal. It's in great condition. You were like, and if you're looking for the screen accurate version, there's some slight differences. And then it's like, you know, it's one thing that you and I have talked about when it comes to watch collecting and you're, and you're getting into the, to the real, you know, depths of it. And some of them are vintage or that's, that's a whole nother animal in itself to there's once you so get that and like the, the fucking movement and the quality and the things that come in, you know, there's a reason they stopped making it that way because it's not very practical. So you know, if I were to hunt that watch down and pay a premium for it and it stops working, I'd be like, I'm pissed. You know what I mean? So there's, you know, there's things that, you know, that's why, I mean, that's why I reached out to you and look at, look, look, look at you now. Look at me now. Look at us now, man. Like, yeah, you're, look at us now. You're, I love that you're branching out and you, you're challenging things and, and it, it's refreshing. Let's just put it that way. Thanks, guy. Like, I think doing this, this hobby is it's challenging at times there's times where you want to f just i'll be honest there's times where i want to take this fucking computer and smash it into the wall yeah because i'm frustrated by um either what i'm trying to do is not being accomplished um right. what i what i put out isn't well received you know like you, it's not like i i put something up i'm like well i hope this is good Everything I put out, which I'm sure this is the same for you, I want it to be great, you know? Right. And I want people to, like, feel like they want to engage. Like, yeah. I, that's the whole idea is, like, this is just everything I post, I want it to be, like, some sort of conversation starter for whatever the topic is. Right. You yeah, know? I mean, the thing I struggle with with it is there's there's a fine line between consistency and quality. And it's like, you know which one of us is more consistent obviously with the youtube i i've put out more but i've been doing it more but it's like you've already upped your quality triple me and that's not even like up for debate i mean your your second video is fantastic so i'm like you know yeah it took him a little longer to release it but it's like clearly he might have put a little more effort into it than i am so it's like how do i find a way to create content come up with an idea but then also like find the time to sit down and really really work on this shit to make sure that it's good because you know i like kind of back to the question i asked you i'd rather put out a video once a month and it be as good a quality as yours than once a week and it's kind of like yeah i did it on my phone and the audio is like very like poppy and shit but like who cares you know it's you know and i don't really look at it like in a who cares way 
but it's like you know for someone who's done two videos you've already surpassed me when it comes to production but it's like i don't look at it as like so fuck him <laughs> but it's, it's like i look at it as like i mean this is this is you know i mean fortunately you and i are very 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 close like so yes. close that we slept in the same bed completely naked <laughs> but <laughs> that's not true kind of but we're not referencing that trip anymore i'm not even well oh, that wasn't the... that trip that was from three days ago i wasn't talking about that trip. I was talking about last <laughs> I'm week i'm not even referencing the word that we said we will never mention again so yes yes, yes. I, I get what you're saying um and i i appreciate the kind words and and the reality is this um i i want to look at this i, I grew up in baseball and I am very fortunate that I was able to play for 26 years and mm -hmm. it taught me a lot of things about camaraderie and, and how to use someone else's success to drive you. And <clears throat> I'll tell, I'll tell one little story. Um, so back when we were doing the whole, um, the zoom get togethers, David was hosting them. So it was, uh, what was it? It was like, uh, was it, was it Gatherall? That no, that was like an actual event. What was no, the those were like Operation the... Phoenix. Operation no, Phoenix was the follow up to the one before that. What was the one before that? Was uh, it or something like that? I wasn't around. I wasn't around. I, I don't remember. No, you were around at this point. You were, because I think there was a watch um, panel he had hosted with uh i think he had like three people you know like they'd have like certain people he'd have certain people like host certain um portions certain yeah portions yeah, of, yeah, yeah. of of the day and then there would be like uh, a breakout room for it and then people can ask questions and those things right um i remember in the second one he did that he did a watch panel and i wasn't invited to do it now again david can invite whoever wants on to to do whatever he wants in for one of his events and i guess i felt at that point i had put out enough content and this is all in me the way i think at that right. time at least i had put out enough content i had shown enough knowledge to get a call for that you know but i didn't think of it from the perspective well you know i don't know david that well yet you know or maybe david had some other people he had in mind for this particular segment right and so i was hurt by it and so I didn't, I didn't get up that morning because it was pretty early for me here. I think it started at like 8 a.m. And during COVID, I was not getting up at 8. Right. <laughs> so if I was getting up at 8, it was for, on, for, you know, for a reason. And I remember thinking like I got up and it was going on. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get on. Screw it. Like, like I, I can't take this personally. Like my time will come. You know, it just challenged me to work harder. Right that's the mentality i got from it and then i went to get on and it got shut down there's all this drama blah 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 blah. we don't right. need to go into it right. um and i reflected that day and that night i said i really took it as a challenge rather than getting down on myself i said you know what i'm gonna work on something that is going to impress everyone and i'm gonna just go outside the box i'm, I'm just gonna create like i'm just I'm going to put my nose to the ground. I'm, I'm not even going to worry about like what the outcome is. I just want to be creative. And it was like that video I did with like the black light and the yep. no time yep. to die watch on the black glass. And that video, it's like 30 seconds long. That was like four hours in a dark room 
right. taking video over video over video over video. And then I put it out and I think it was like, I think it was like one of the first times um, David had reached out and commented about one of my, something I had produced. And I was just like, you know what, if I can impress him, then I'm on to something here. My process mm -hmm. needs to be to get better and right. not worry about who's recognizing me or who's, who's, who's hitting the like button or like whatever you may have to whatever gauge you're using to validate yourself. I think right. at that point I realized I need to create my, my content based on what makes me happy. And right. if people like it, great, but it's not going to be for a lack of effort. Right. Well, the thing, and the thing that I think we've both noticed in that sense with, I mean, that's the perfect example is, you know, and I've said this a hundred thousand times when I started, I was trying to do a regimented thing. I, you know, and the thing is like, we're talking about somebody who's been a Bond fan since I was seven. You know, I've got all kinds of shit I can talk about. And, you know, I've I've posted pictures of me doing the Bond pose as a literal, literally as a child. Like, it's not some half-assed thing. But I at first was like, I, I don't think I can be successful or what's the point, like, if these people aren't following me. But it was it wasn't until the second I started doing things that I wanted to do that I enjoy doing that everybody started following. You know what right. I mean? And it's like, that's the good thing about that is first you put the weight on the validation from somebody like David or Joe or, or, or Harris, Harris or whoever, yeah. or Remert or these people. And then you're like, all of a sudden, like, you know, these guys aren't following me, blah, blah, blah. And then like, my thing was when I posted that, um, tomorrow never dies script idea where you print out the script online for free and make it look, you know, a little, a little fancy and then throw it on your coffee table. And David commented, that was like one of the first things. And I was like, you know, now that I'm being original and I'm posting my own thoughts and my own ideas and it's, and it's kind of like exuding, you know, my confidence and, and my appreciation for the character and, and just like, this, this is cool to me. Like I want to show people Then all of a sudden these people started following. So it's a testament to, to them too. You know what I mean? Like you can tell the kind of people they are. They're like, I don't need to see, you know, like just because you've got 60,000 followers, I'm not going to follow you because, you you know, it's like, what are you doing? Is it going to bring any, you know, am I going to enjoy it? Am I going to be entertained by it? Is it something that's, you know, interesting to me? You yeah. Know? No. And I, I, I think that's, I think originality is, is very important in being successful. Um and not having any fear i i think when you like look at it as well i hope i hope this is good or i hope this creates you know buzz or like like yeah like i know i said earlier like i want to create conversation starters but i i, I let me be clear i want to create conversation starters because i love the camaraderie and this kind of goes back i meant to mention this after the story this goes back to baseball when i get asked you know what do you miss about playing the first thing I say is I miss the camaraderie. I miss being in the dugout. I miss being in the mm -hmm. outfield during, you know, BP, Talking shit. You know, shagging, just, just bullshitting yeah. with the guys. Look at this guy's flat ass. Yeah. Look at him. You ever do squats, loser? <laughs> guy's got, got warning track power. Yeah. He got nothing. Chew you it. know, uh, <laughs> definitely warning not my track power. Sure that. <laughs> I just, warning track power. That's warning track power. The slump buster. That one's my favorite term. Yeah. Shagging some flies. Have, have you heard that one before? Slump buster? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So one. let me ask you a question. Sure. And this is this is going to be a statement and then a question. Sure. So the first piece, you and I have a mutual friend, Catlin, from Ten and Two Podcast. She used to work for one of the big watch brands. She has since moved on to a newer brand. And she, you and her had the privilege of hanging out this past weekend or weekend. Yeah, last weekend. And she was kind of telling you, you know, my podcast has opened doors for me personally that I could have never, ever imagined. And when it comes to Catlin too, Catlin, we love you. Shout out. We're going to, I want to try to, we've talked about maybe trying to get her on here to discuss, you know, her path, but. You have recently acquired a new position within the watch world. And I want to ask you, number one, how awesome does that feel to be able to do something you're so passionate about? Number two, do you feel like your page has kind of brought you into that? And I think the point I'm trying to make is, you know, this is this is something that, you know, you put a lot of effort into your page. And now it's something you can go to these watch companies and be like, I also did this. You know what I mean? And they're like, this guy, not only does he know his shit, like he lives and breathes watches. Like he's very passionate. We need to hire this guy. And it's finally come to fruition for you, which I can't be happier for you, guy. But uh, so those two questions. Number one, how awesome is it to be able to do that now? And number two, do you think your page kind of helped pave the way to that? So this is, there's a quite a few things I want to say because you covered quite a bit there. So I'm going to try to I go know, in order. I got to so, work on that. No, work. no worries. Catlin's no worries. like, yeah, he shouts me out when he doesn't stop fucking talking. Great. <laughs> so no, I, I do want to talk about my relationship with Catlin. And uh, first and foremost, like she's an amazing person. And uh, our friendship has blossomed through just, you know, it, we share a hobby. Out, look, she's not a Bond fan. Like yeah. <laughs> I'll be the first person to tell you, Catlin, Catlin, puts up with it but that that's not her thing and that there's right. nothing wrong with that but we connect on the on the you know horology level you know like we, we love watches we can talk watches it's it's a very different conversation for me as far mm-hmm. as um not when i create it's coming from the angle of well you know tell me about this watch tell me about that and uh she me and her like you know it, it it's it's awesome it's awesome to have a a, a friend and a, and, a, and a peer like that in my corner and i know she she was with omega for nine years uh working out of the national boutique mm-hmm. and you know she knows all about omega she probably knows more than i do and then she got offered a position uh with a new brand called norcane which uh I actually, when she was here last week, I actually got to meet the U.S. team, and I was very impressed with them. Um, mm-hmm. For a new brand, the people that they've put in place are just fantastic. I mean, yeah. just so sweet and and easy to talk to, um, very open to ideas and, and you know feedback and you know just learning. Yeah, yeah, and and so um, uh, the other two people uh. So it was Emmanuel and then uh, Caroline, Car- Caroline um, which they're both stationed in two other states, uh, Miami and New York. But the, I got to experience their brand because they were willing to, to invite me out to their team dinner, mm-hmm. me and Cassandra. Which is very nice, very kind. It was of them. very, very kind. And um, the first thing, you know, I sat down, you know, the introductions happen. And the first thing I see them do is they, they do the wrist check and they're like, 
can we please see your watch? And they, I had worn the vintage that night because I just thought it would be good taste to wear that around people that are watch people. And right. it was just, it was such a special moment. Like, I know, like you talked about, like before in the podcast, like about being like, when you go in a boutique, someone recognizing your timepiece and it, just, even if it's just the simplest, Oh, I like your watch, you know? Like, right. Like, I mean, that goes a long way, you know, recognition of like, Hey, I know you're wearing an Omega. Yeah. But, um, yeah just to see their appreciation for the watch and then when they pass their watches over like i wanted to see their watches first time i ever got to handle a norcane um i was extremely impressed and Mm -hmm. for someone who doesn't really branch out with my brands to be that hands-on and to experience their models and see it from their perspective and hear the stories and stuff i i was sold i mean that that i had more of a connection with norcane than i did when i held a rolex and that's right. sad. I mean, yeah. that just shows you like how disconnected I am from Rolex. Like, right. And it's, it's hard. Not yeah, I, that's... I don't hate Rolex. Yeah. I think they make a great product. It's just, there's no heart in it. It's right. just, right. It's just, look, this is, this is what people want. This is a status thing. Like, I'm not about that. I'm about the connection. I'm about the story. I like to be romanced. <laughs> right. So, right. um, kudos to them. And, and Catlin, you know, being, being recognized for her podcast with the other cat, which we haven't mentioned, um, which I would love to have both of them on mm-hmm. because I think um, they have definitely paved the way for women in the, in the watch world uh, with their podcast. And I think it's taken them places they never expected. And Catwin was gracious enough while she was visiting to just like kind of give me some advice and, and, and kind of point me in the direction of like, look, you know, this can go wherever you want to go, but like you just always have to be remembering, you know, your content and your quality are always going to be important in your success. Mm-hmm. And so like, even like with us, like we're recording somewhere new based on some of her feedback, you know? And it's just like, I think that's important to be able to like take a step back and, and, and be able to get constructive criticism and not get offended by it. Yeah. So Catwin, thank you so much. <laughs> you know, I, I do want to mm-hmm. thank her for that. Cause I'm just, I'm very grateful that I've been able to connect with, with her and i was like look it's crazy like instagram brought us together and now we're we're friends you visited like we're sharing lunch together we're going shopping together like like it's amazing how you can connect with people through social media right there is a there is a beautiful side to it you and, and i wouldn't be sitting here if it wasn't for it exactly it's you know like a, a lot of us wouldn't be like you know connecting that way but um anyway so you asked about that and then you asked about the watch position of his opening doors for me um so yes it, it definitely is uh it, it's funny because i will tell you the first time i walked into turbion uh las vegas which is in crystals i was not impressed uh, mm-hmm. i'll be honest but this is again this is gonna be almost like a blackwell story like it's not how it starts it's how it ends right or how it continues i should say in this in this case and so i had a i had a follower reach out to me his name is cooper he was looking for the no time to die. He was in Cooper. town. Never had talked to him before, but mm-hmm. he was a follower. And he asked me, he's like, hey, I'm in town. I'm, I'm thinking about buying the no time to die. Would you be hey. willing to come down? <laughs> I mean, it was like it's that. Like, hey. <laughs> it was like that. And he's like, would you, I know, you know, you're probably a busy dude, but I was wondering if you'd come down and come look at a watch with me. Um, I'm thinking about, you know, getting the no time to die, you know, and it's, I'm just not sure. I wanted to get your opinion. And I was like, 
it was just good timing. Like Cassandra's out of town. Uh, she was at a bachelor party. And so I had a free weekend. Yeah. And I said, you know what? What? what I'll, yeah, sure. I'll come down. And it was my first time in Turbion. And so we, he's being helped by uh, a sales agent. Her name's Janerson. Uh, she currently works at the store still. Amazing individual also. Mm -hmm. um, she was handling the timepiece. And I remember I came in and I sat down with them and they brought the timepiece out. And it was like the first version of the No Time to Die watch, you know, with the original uh, V1 bracelet, bracelet on yeah, there. Yeah. And someone had, people had been messaging me that the welding was done really shitty. And mm -hmm. I looked at mine and I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. But this time I could tell, like, I could see what people were talking about now for the first time. Cause this is like the yeah. second one I'd so seen. You're, you're sitting in a boutique with this guy with Cooper and they pull out a watch and you're like, okay, there's an issue here. I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay, now I understand why people are upset. And this is what theirs looked like. I, I was fortunate that the one I had, it looks good. Right. There are some that were worse for wear. I, and, and look, Omega has rectified the situation. They came out with the V2 bracelet. The V1's gone. And at this stage, I kind of knew a V2 was, was on the way. Um, so like she came over, showed it and he walked away and I looked at him and I said, look, this is one of those moments where you make a decision and you make a decision based on your fandom and reality. Mm -hmm. And I said, look, I'm going to tell you for $10,000, this bracelet isn't appropriate. And, and, you know, and the breakage and, you know, I, I laid out everything. I was like, it's your decision at the end of the day. Oh, he also needed a short bracelet and mm -hmm. this was a standard bracelet. So I told him, I was like, more than likely you're going to have to have them swap out the bracelets. So I don't even know if you even have an option here, but if you want the screen accurate bracelet, this is what's going to come of it. And so I explained to him what, what the differences were and what the issue was and what I had seen. And so he passed. And, you know, um, the situation was with Janerson was she. Uh, so he he was like, originally he was going to buy it. And right there. And like after I talked to him, he's still kind of leaning towards buying it. And so she came out. She said, well, this one's on hold for someone else. And I go, wait a minute. So he can't walk out of here with this watch today. And, you know, and I was just like, I don't know if he did not know that and he didn't convey it to me. But in that scenario, I was like, well, wait, so what are we doing here? Like, you're going to have to order him a watch. Like, mm -hmm. it, it just didn't look good. It didn't look good at all, in my right. in my opinion. Like, I was like, OK, we're out of here. You're not buying it here. Let's move on. Let's go somewhere else. Um, and at that time, like I had really I still do. But I had good ties with San Antonio, the Omega Boutique, because of uh, because of our boy Ray. And um, he uh, he ended up getting it from there and they took good care of him and it was it was good. But kudos to Janerson because the movie come, is, is about to come out and she reaches out to me again and she goes, hey, um, I know you haven't been able to come in, but I know I keep saying that. <laughs> it's just uh, funny to me. I know. Uh, but I would I would love to invite you to our premiere we're having, you know, because no one else in town was having one, not even the Bellagio at Omega here. Mm -hmm. um and so she gave me four tickets to come to their screening and unfortunately i couldn't go because i was going to new york to go to the the npl premiere you know yeah. so i wasn't going to be here but fortunately she was still cool with me like gifting those tickets to my my you know in-laws and my mom and one of my mom's friends and they ended up going oh nice and i just like i was like wow like i like 
I like slammed her to the ground basically, you know, on that sale. And she didn't like just fold up and say, well, he's a dick. And like, just, right. you know, like she took what I said and validated it and looked at it as an opportunity to grow and to, to it challenged her to want to win me over. Yeah. And, and better that business. And then the store director, Tim, when we were, the sale was potentially going down, I forgot to mention Tim. Um, he's a great man, Tim Washington. Uh, if you're ever in there, ask for him. He's super friendly. Uh, he he came over and then I started running circles around him because I was like, okay, so you know this is the V1 bracelet. Do you guys have any V2 bracelets? And I'm talking about all these different you know variations of the bracelet that are, that are out now. Mm-hmm. And he's a, he didn't know. Like, I mean, and, and it's not because he didn't want to know. It's because Omega wasn't really communicating with the stores. I mean, you have to dig for this information to have it firsthand. Right. You know, so like I, I could tell he knew I was knowledgeable and that's going to happen. And I think a lot of people forget that is like these these associates, some of them have to sell multiple brands. So knowing every minute detail of a certain brand. They're going to have the surface, you know, information, but some of it, they're going to have to either go seek out the information, you know, or, you know, ask someone. And I think when people go in, they expect them to know every single thing. And it's like, unfortunately, that's not how it goes. You're probably more well-versed because you're a huge fan and you've spent months researching this one timepiece. Think about how many watches someone in the store has to know. Mm -hmm. You know, at some point you're going to forget, like, it's a lot of information to take in. Like, I mean, I... I've been in the Omega boutique and they didn't even realize that that was a, a different bracelet than original. And that's exactly. not a joke. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, it, it, it's one of those things. And so she came back, she did those tickets. So it kind of opened the door for me. I was like, wow, after that experience, she still wants to, you know, connect. And I was like, you know what? I want, I want to see where this goes. I want to see what kind of, you know, I want to see if there's a potential for, to bring a customer back and see if anything was learned in that situation that they experienced with me and Cooper. And I kid you not, the next time I went in the store, like first thing off the rip, she says to me, she's like, you know, I appreciate everything you did. You know, when you came in, uh, I learned a lot from that experience. Like it made me change my approach with certain things. And I was like, these are people that like want to do great things. And so like, I just felt a connection to them and I was like, you know what? I want to get involved. You know, like what kind of capacity can I help? So I started anyone that was in town, I started sending them there. And then I told them, I was like, if you're okay, I'd like to be involved in the transaction in, in one way or another in the communication. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of how it started. Like I started, you know, you know, someone would come into town to be like, I want to watch. And I would, I would do all the front end stuff, like kind of getting everything laid out. And then Janison would provide the service and then I would tell her like, look, this, this needs to happen. This needs to happen. This can't happen. This can't happen. You need to be aware of this. You need to be aware of this. And then I could see like her, like absorbing that and making her process even better. So it was just like this teamwork thing that started. And then everyone kept seeing me come into the boutique and then it turned into, you know, why don't you just work here? And unfortunately, like, you know, I'm not in a position to really take that job at this time, but then the the conversation of a tour guide came up which mm-hmm. it's such a weird name but basically my title is a uh, tour guide consultant and anyone that comes that i bring into the store will get a personalized shopping experience with me um through omega i mean they have other brands in the store uh you know that i i just i my specialty is omega so like that's obviously what i'm going to push mm-hmm. but um 
the whole concept is is like it's a personalized experience of like you know shopping and and typically people are going to know what they want but if you don't you can still come in and we can kind of go through a couple models and and see where your taste lies and then it's like obviously the aspect of like the bond connection and the bond knowledge and the history that i bring to the table is like what i i try to show the customers like look this is something you know that that has been designed for bond these are the models that are actually bond models that are out this is what you're looking at you know and it's i ended up spending two and a half hours with my first client yesterday um and he was deciding between two models and ultimately i i'm hoping he i mean he, he made it seem like i made it easier but there was a lot of discussion it's a big decision you know especially if it's your first watch like you don't want to mm -hmm. just jump in and spend you know thousands of dollars on something that you're not sure about you know you want to feel good about it right you know it's a memory and i feel like sometimes some of these sales associates just look at it as like a transaction and it's not about an experience i mean i had so much fun yesterday i was so stoked and it it, it wasn't about like oh am i making a sale for me it was more about i'm spending time with a follower you know and you know we're you know i brought talking the watches, black well, yeah. yeah talking watches talking bond i brought the black well rum for us to enjoy and i'm giving him the bottle you know and they're from oklahoma so they can't get it there so he was super excited about that nice. and then um you know he he i i was just kind of reading what he was talking about when we were looking at the watch and it was like oh the nato like like it, it kept coming back to the nato and i was like I really feel like the NATO is the driving factor here for you. The Spectre NATO mm -hmm. uh, I'm talking about. I was like, I don't think you're leaving here without this, aren't you? And he's like, no, I think that's a big part of it. I was like, but I feel like you're not wanting to vocalize that that's what it is you want. So I told him, I was like, I will change that out for you and put it on there and you can wear it out on the strap. And he was so happy with his decision. So he was deciding between the black dial and the white dial. Mm -hmm. and he went he white going, dial right he went white dial and i thought it looked amazing on him and it yep. seemed like him like and i was just stoked because like i know i'll always be a part of that memory so yeah they had a great time uh they thanked me so much it was it's very rewarding for me to be a part of that process so um if anyone is like looking to like get their first time piece or another time piece like I would love to be a part of that process, you know, one way or another. So um, that's basically my title now is like, if any, some, if someone wants to come to town, I basically host them for their purchase. So yeah. I, I'm a part of it. So I'm like, I am a part of Swatch Group now, which is crazy, you know. And um, mm -hmm. considering I applied like 12 times at the Omega Boutique in the, the Bellagio and didn't even get an interview. I think that's kind of telling of the experience that 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 goes on over there and i i try not to talk too much about them because i've just not been happy with things that have gone down over there for me personally that particular boutique yeah it's the only yeah. official boutique in las vegas um i think i think there's a lot of complacent they're very complacent with their clientele i think they think if you're not spending like 100 grand with them it's it's no big deal but i mean if someone just comes in for a bracelet or is coming in just to experience the brand for the first time, I feel like it's a huge, it's a huge part of, of building someone's fandom, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, I got to tell you guys, I'm proud of you because, you know, for starters, it shows your resiliency with, you know, like you said, with the boutique there and how you didn't let that discourage you. But, you know, I think that, you know, back to like the, the, the topic of this episode, you know, 
there's certain people that try to get one thing out of the content creation. And I don't know if that's like some form of popularity or free shit or, you know, I mean, I don't know what it is, but then there's people that work really, really hard like you do. And, you know, you've I like I truly believe that your page is a is a huge reason why you're having success now personally with with, you know, this new job. I really do. I think it's it's honed your craft. I think it's helped you learn more and more. It's given you a lot of credibility in the watch world. So I'm proud of you, guy. Thanks, man. I, I really appreciate that. Um, God, I feel like this episode's all about like thanking me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, change it, the name of it. Yeah, the the Lorenzo Appreciation Podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, uh, dude. It, again back back to the meat and the potatoes of this and like i do want to cover some more topics of, of, of like outside of like you know what i'm doing now but it 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 is nice to feel success and and you just don't know where it's going that's the, that's the part that's crazy is like you don't know what's going to happen but yeah. if you don't hone in on what it is you're wanting to do or at least go a direction and focus on just creating and and being you know consistent i, I keep saying that we're consistent i think that that's important. Like there are times where you need a break. You just need right. a break. Life happens. You know, I think another thing with like why people aren't creating right now is there's a lack of um, time to do it, you know, but I mean, just when you're going to put something out, just put it out and give it, give it your all. And, and, right. and just don't be afraid to get negative feedback. Like if anything, use it as a way to springboard you towards better content. Right. So, I mean, I think there's that aspect of it. Um, I do want to get into kind of the nitty gritty of the, of uh, some of the things we have talked about before. And that is, that is like the people that kind of approach the, the, the hobby or the creation side from, you know, what I would consider like the do's and the don'ts. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, we've talked about things that we've seen that were just like, that's not really, it's like an unspoken, like, respect thing right like wouldn't you say oh yeah i think we've noticed this now you know there's a um it's it's weird there's like unwritten rules with a lot of shit within you know the social media with you know even between instagram and and youtube i'd say would be the biggest too you know i think it's like i don't know i don't know i mean what what in particular stands out to you so i think <sighs> The first thing that stands out to me is when someone goes from 10,000 followers to 20,000 followers overnight. Right. I find that very, uh, <laughs> I mean, if you're having that kind of growth, I just need to know what, what celebrity you're sleeping with and right. <laughs> where's the sex tape at? And what'd you, yeah, pay? Like, what'd you pay? Yeah. Like it, it, again, this is, this is the difference between focusing on followers and focusing on, I'm just creating, you know? Right. And, and I think in enjoyment and I just, it doesn't impress me when someone has, you know, 20,000 followers. And then I look in their content creation column and it's 150 videos or, right. or posts. I'm like, okay, so is your content that, that fucking fire that you're getting that many followers? Or is it that you want to create this facade of, oh, I have this many people looking at me. Right. You know, but the 
the work isn't there in my eyes. So for someone that, that puts a lot of effort into what I do and really focuses on creating great stuff. Um, and I don't care about the number that's up there. Right. To see people do that and try to like create like, you know, a fagazi of, of, of appearance. Like it just doesn't, it's very, um, it's very frustrating that that's the that's the word i will start with i mean what about you guy like i mean how do you feel about when you see that yeah i mean you know i i i can admit it is it is agitating and you know i'll be completely blunt you know shocker um but basically so you know my thing is i i work really hard on this shit like constantly you know and i've i've had conversations with you about how um, you know, if, if I can't sleep at night, like I'll just go on my phone and just start making promo things for like Kyle and I are doing something I made, like I made one for you. Like just how can I help? What can I do? So I don't have to do it during the work day. You know, I've got some free time, whatever. And then it's like, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a long, it's a long game game. You know, it's like, it's not like a, I need 50,000 followers by tomorrow and I need to make all this money and blah, blah, blah. And everything I, I post is like just copying off other people's shit and everything's clickbait and blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, if I work my ass off on something and the growth isn't like immediate and, you know, the response isn't like always overwhelmingly positive, like, yeah, it is frustrating sometimes. But at the same time, that makes it that much better when you start to interact with somebody that you never thought you'd get to, you know what I mean? Or you start to collaborate with somebody or, you know, you're at gather all to meeting all these people in person. You know what I mean? Just like, that's the shit that drives me, you know? And it's not, it's not the clout. It's not like, Oh, you know, if I, if I post enough about so-and-so maybe they'll send me like a, a sweater, like, you know what I mean? And I will flat out say there's many people that seem to be doing this for that reason. Not maybe just free items, but money or I, like, I mean, at the end of the day, it, you know, what does it matter if you've got a hundred thousand followers on a James Bond account? What is it really going to accomplish? But it's like, I know that I started this because I felt like I had something to contribute. And in my opinion, it's been very successful and that's not judged by, followers or and i've been lucky in that sense too but that's not what what validates it for me and the frustrating part is to see you know and it, it, whether it's if people work hard on it or not that you know because it's not this isn't about like you know the bond experience or james bond lifestyle these those are the you know like the founders of this thing but it's like it's the people like that just post constant pictures of like Daniel Craig, no originality, just Daniel Craig, Daniel Craig, or, or of Leia Seydoux or Eva Green or whatever, because those get a lot of likes and then they get a lot of followers. And then, and it's like, I'm sitting here working my ass off, not sleeping. You know what I mean? Like worrying about every single thing and whether so, people are going to like this and then nothing comes of it. That shit does bug me. I will yeah, say. Well, so let's just, let's just, let's just bring it to the light here. Like, I mean, I, I have a huge problem with, someone saying oh i'm not here to make money i'm here to like just do things and and, and to be part of the 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 fandom and mm -hmm. the reality is is like how authentic like how how authentic i was about to say authenticity how <laughs> authentic are you actually being 
if you come on a podcast and you say, oh, I'm not here for that, but then you turn around and you just basically create, you know, copyright infringement with every item you produce. Yeah. Like, and, and then you don't create anything that's original. It's all reshared. It's all clickbait. You're, right. you're, you're basically, like you said, you're just posting things to, to gain traction for a following. And it's like, there's no heart and soul in it. Right. You're just, I mean, if that's what gets you up every morning and that makes you feel like you're, you're, you're relevant and able to come to the table, I'll tell you what. There's I a just, deeper problem. There's a deeper problem. Like I, I, I just, I, I, I mean, you said it best. It's very frustrating as, as someone yeah. who who is doing it, you know, authentically. Yeah. You know, well, here, with... I'll, I'll, if you don't, let me step in here for a half second, if you don't mind. Not no, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Take it. So you know, we've talked about the Davids, the Remerts, the Joe Darlingtons. You know, and these are people that have paved the way, and have worked. Years. I mean, I mean, yeah, like. And hard over 10 years, each one of those guys. But one that is new to me and not new to me in the sense where just having learned about them, but finally got to work with them is Matt Spazer of Bond Mm -hmm. Suits. So this is a guy who's got a fantastic, fantastic website and books and, you know what I mean, like blood, sweat and tears for years of Bond stuff. And I finally got to connect with him and work with him and had a great great time but it's like this is a guy i flat out told him i was like anytime i post a youtube video and there's a picture of something bond in there chances are it came from your website i was like (laughs) if i google like you know dr no suit it's come from his site and that's because this guy has put so much fucking effort into this and i was like and to see him getting the success with the book and the website that to me is what it's all about And it's like, so, but this is also somebody who, yes, appreciates his following, who embraces his following, who wants to meet and work with everybody. I mean, at this point, he knows of my page and follows my page. But like I've said, I've been around almost two years now. We've only worked together one time. It was like two weeks ago. And it's like, you know, him and I were just mutual fans of each other and followers of each other. And then after him and I finally worked together, I realized like this guy's been around for a long time put a lot of effort into it and it's like i would much rather see somebody like that get all this recognition than somebody who's got a hundred thousand followers but every single picture is not one picture that they actually took on their phone or one picture that you know they spent hours trying to like make right lighting and this and it's just daniel craig on the red carpet and bye you know, it's just like that shit. It's what's the point then? You know what I mean? Like wh- wh- that. I don't get how that's satisfying. I don't get how it it what could what could you possibly get out of that that you're really thrilled with? I just don't. Get um, it. I mean, I just I mean, I'm not going to beat around the bush anymore. Like, fuck it. Like, 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 like I want to call it out because this is how I handle things. I'm very direct. Mm -hmm. um and granted like i just think that the only way to to really create change or create some sort of awareness which i think people are aware of the fact that sis training gear is in it to make money and not to 
create content that's original and not you know productive towards um the fandom Mm -hmm. it's like it's a money grab that's what it is right if you're sending me like text messages on instagram private messages and asking me to promote you so you can get to another ten thousand followers that's not on brand with me i'm not there to put shit out for my followers that isn't how i truly feel what i put out is authentically me if i want to support something it gets posted right but not because someone's like hey nudges me and says hey I'll send you a 15% off coupon if you uh, promote this. Right. It's like, how? what's the difference between that and someone hitting you with the, hey, uh, pay me $100 and I'll get you another 10,000 followers. Like, there's not that much of a difference. Right. And it's just like, I mean, obviously you're rubbing, you know, certain people the wrong way if, you know, you're getting hit with a C and D. Right. From Eon. <laughs> and it's just like, I mean... I'm just, I'm tired of the bullshit. I'm fucking tired of it. And I'm going to call it out because honestly, you need to look in the mirror and you need to know that like we work hard as content creators and it's just lazy and sloppy at the end of the day. Yeah. An authentic James Bond, you know, screen worn hat from Carthard is $15 on Amazon and you're selling a replica for $29 and not and people that follow you are thinking like oh the real one's not available let me buy this right like like what's the money grab like like what what are we doing yeah you know like yeah no and and like dude like i know you've been reached out to and and products been sent your way how how i paid for that shit i paid you paid for it and how did you feel about it so so i've i've worked with taylor before we've had him on the on the podcast and you know I don't, I like Taylor as a person. I really do. Oh, you know? me too. Oh, I don't have a problem with him as a human being. No, I know that. I know that. It's just, you know, my thing was, I think when we had him on the show, he had said something along the lines of like how to monetize it and this and that. And I don't know, man, I, I will say the more, the more I think about it, I just don't know if I'm on board with that, you know, because there was a point in time too, where I know like you and all the all the people with the lot of followers were getting the messages and I wasn't to promote things. And I was like, oh, am I not like, you know, I'm not enough clout to promote the the page. Like, it's kind of like, you know what I mean? Like, what the fuck's that all about? So it's like you're specifically going through and saying, all right, who who can benefit me financially or something? And it's like, what's what is the point of that? Because at the end of the day, it's like, you know, we're we're Bond fans at the end of the day. We're fans of a of a fictional character. And we're drawn to him by his style and his and his and his cars and the girls and, and the locations and everything. I don't need to list everything that James Bond is. Everybody knows. But it's like so at the end of the day. When when it's so it's like you you contribute to this this fandom and this universe. And I mean, at this point, compare it to like something like Marvel. There's an entire cinematic universe of Marvel all created by the endless content of films and TV shows. All we have is films and all we have is films that at this point come out every 50 fucking years. So it's like, we're, we're the drivers of 90% of the originality at this point. You know what I mean? A film comes out once in a blue moon and then you and I and everybody else has to find a way to create even more content because there's not a, there's not an overload of content with bond stuff. So it's like, with that said, and being a true Bond fan, 
I just don't get how that page can be strictly reposting or strictly buy my shit. That that is what you know, and it's and that's what weirds me out because I know that he is a genuine Bond fan. So as a genuine Bond oh, fan, I don't think it's a you... lack of being a Bond fan at all. Right. I don't think it's that. I think it's the agenda that that that's the part that drives me crazy. And I know like at one point you you uh you had reached out to him and asked him, like, you know, you're posting a lot of pictures of all these Bond girls, what's the deal? And he told you point blank, this is I get the most traction with this. Right. You know, and when every post, you know, is highlighted like shop our our, you know, this item or shop this, you know, or tag this in your stories to like you know like are you really a bond brand or are you just trying to profit off of a fan base that supports something right for personal gain so i just it it's rubbed me wrong for a while and like i just i can't i can't deal with it anymore like i have to say something like i have to i have to bring it to the light because it just it's just not right. I don't think it's right. And I think that there are people that are just, you know, they're new to the, to the fandom and they think that this is appropriate. Right. Well, it's the same thing with like, you know, going and buying like a fake Omega. Like you don't understand how many people that affects. Right. You know, like it affects not only the brand name and it devalues the, you know, the company, because if you, if you buy a fake Omega and you hand it to someone, they're holding your fake piece of shit and they're thinking this is Omega's quality. That's the first thing. The right. second thing is, is if someone buys a fake one, there's no, it, it reduces their, their desire to actually have the real thing. Right. So therefore it hurts the brand in a long-term standpoint and it hurts the people that are creating these timepieces. Look, yeah. they're not cheap. I get it. I 100% get that part of it, but I just, I can't wrap my head around someone wanting to wear something on their wrist that is trying to portray something it's not now if you want to get something that's an homage piece that is designed after an omega that is branded by another brand fine there's nothing wrong with that because you're not trying to portray it as something right that it's not you know it's not like it's like says omega and like look i have you know i can't remember the follower there's there's someone uh that that i've noticed that they post that they have a collection of omegas and they're all fake and it's like and and i they used to tag me and i didn't i didn't say anything but it's just like at some point it's like jander craig just wore uh you know a sedna gold all gold aquaterra and you have it the next day that's a thirty-five thousand dollar fucking watch (laughs) Yeah, yeah and i know the one you have is fake it's clear as day to me and yet you're trying to spin it as look at me look what i have and it's like right oh god like i just well, I, can't, I think that I can't I think wrap my head stems, around that. I think it still stems from there's there's this weird need of approval. And like mm-hmm. we talked about earlier, you know, I I flat out admitted I wanted the approval from all the of the big players when I started, every single one. And they would trickle in as time went on, but it wasn't because I had 20 omegas and they were fake. It wasn't because I was posting things from NPL or Sunspell or Orlebar Brown. It was because I was contributing something that people enjoyed and was and was like, you know what? Nobody else is doing. And and that's the thing. It doesn't have to be like the most original out there idea. 
like like they're like yeah nobody else has a a james bond stick figure stop motion film but luke you know what i mean no it's just like you're sh- you're sharing your passion you're doing it in the right way you're not being a dick about it you're not trying to make money off of it and you're genuinely trying to connect with people and discuss your passion for this character and and i think there's this huge disconnect with people that it's all about appearances and it's all about money and it's all about what you have. And if you don't have it, you're trash and it, which is so far from the truth, so far from the truth. So, you know, I mean, everyone's, and the thing is too, like you're getting married this year. I'm getting married later this year. You know, I've heard a lot of times that there's going to be quite a few different events this year. And I doubt I'd go, I can go to probably any of them. You know what I mean? Like I can't even go to your bachelor party because of conflicts you know, it's like, and and do I am I afraid that people are going to be like, oh, Luke wasn't at that uh, event in you know in Tahiti this year. Oh, he's uh he's not a real player in this you know in this social media bond game, and he's he's you know poor or whatever. Like nobody's going to say that. And if <laughs> they did, so, then then they're you weird. Go, you go so the deep end. Like I remember, like you had said uh, with uh, when we did the, had the girls on. He said, you know, it's expensive. This hobby is expensive. You can't expect to buy every single thing. Right. I mean, it, it sometimes it happens over time. Sometimes you only get one or two pieces. But the reality is, is like that does not define you as an individual. I think a lot of people put too much stock in that. Right. You know, well, the first thing I had to do was I very quickly said to myself, I was like, you know, yes, I'm very into fashion. I, I want a lot of these pieces, but I'm only going to buy ones that. I can afford and I'm only going to buy ones that I know I'm going to wear, you know, so which it's is like half the battle. Oh yeah. Know? Because it eliminates a lot of the shit, like a lot of it, you know, there's a lot of things in no time to die that. Yeah. Like if I had the full collection of no time to die stuff, maybe I would wear the duster once or twice a year, but it's like, I'm not going to spend that kind of money to, to like every day be like, can I wear it today? No. Can I wear it? To-? It's like, you know what though? Like, I bought that NPL Spectre, you know, roll neck sweater that I've wanted for frigging ever. And it's amazing. But the very first night I got it, we were going out for hibachi. And I said to Brianna, <laughs> nope. I go, if that motherfucker tosses some shrimp my way and it misses my mouth and lit- and hits his shirt, he's getting dropped. Mm-hmm. And then I, and I was like, and then I'll probably around. turn around and get my ass kicked. But I was like, I'm not wearing it. You know what I mean? So it's like, I mean, that maybe that's irrelevant, but. You know, there you got to put a lot of thought into into the things you you do and buy, and you know, I just I guess the message I want to convey to anybody listening is nobody judges you for what you have or don't have. People just want to connect and chat, bond, and have a good time, and that's that's all it's got to be. And it's like, and if you've got some of the stuff, great. If you don't, great too. You know what yeah, I mean? That's what what I've said it best. Like with my collection. I thought I was only going to own one watch this. I don't know. Like it just, it just happened. Like, it wasn't like, I just was like, from the start, I was like, this is what I'm doing. No, it just, at one point I just had four watches and I was like, well, would it be that hard to get the rest? Right. And so, you know, I was fortunate enough to have, you know, the money at the time and, you know, and it was just more of like a passion for me. Look, I'm a through and through collector and it's, it, it was just something I, I aspired to do for myself. I, and I didn't plan on creating a channel or anything about it. Like I said, the channel just happened because 
I was posting so many watch pictures on my personal page. I was like, okay, this is just not fair to my regular friends, right. you know? So right. let me just have an outlet to like photograph my timepieces and like talk with other collectors. And it was about connecting. Like, like that was mainly the reason I did is I wanted to collect with other people that were interested in the bond watches. Cause it's, it's like you said, like, it's not like I can just walk down the street in Vegas and be like, Oh yeah, you a bond fan. You want to talk about watches? Like it doesn't work that way. Right. You know, it's a very specific hobby. And, um, I think that's what compelled me to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and one of the things I experienced was, you know, I, at this point I had had my Omega for probably a year, maybe a little more. And I went to play poker and, um, I was at my, one of my best friend's house, my, my future best man. Well, he, I mean, he is my best man now cause it's, it's a real thing. Uh, Mike Frawley, who also did the intro to my video. So we'll start, <laughs> we'll shout out Mike Frawley. Um, Mike Frawley, Mike Frawley, Frawley boy, mm -hmm. Frawley, Frawls. Um, so we were at his house playing poker and I met his cousin, Andrew. And he, I guess had been like staring at that watch for like probably a good hour. And then eventually goes, I sat next to him. He goes, is that the, uh, Omega C master from Goldeneye? And I looked <laughs> at him. I was like, how the fuck do you know what this is? And it's not like it's some crazy obscure watch, but he wanted to point it out not because he's like oh i know that that's uh expensive or this he was like dude i've loved this watch forever like he's like i love the quartz movement with this watch i love this i love that and it was just like this guy not only loves and appreciates this watch but he knows all kinds of shit about it like when he said the word patina when i saw him at a wedding i was like look at this guy go this is what i'm talking about you know what i mean i was just like this is somebody who's done a lot of research very similar to me in the sense where this is something i wanted for a very long time and I waited until the timing was right, the watch was right, the condition was right, whatever. And to have a conversation right. with somebody like that about right. it, that's right, too. That's, <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. Um, you know, and and he doesn't have one. And and actually, hopefully he hears this, he had just bought one about a week ago. Love he that. finally found it, and it's exactly it. like mine. It's his wedding gift from his awesome fiance, Alexa. They're getting married in a couple months. Shout out to them. But this isn't somebody who was like, oh, I can't afford it. Or that he was like, you know, I'm paying for a wedding. Is the timing right? You know, and, and it's like, I'm not sitting here like, oh, so. And he's like, oh, you know, I've got a Seiko. I've got this. Seiko makes great watches. They have one of the best movements in the world. That's why people know what they are. And they're affordable. But it's like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh you don't have one of these or you, like that means nothing to me. The fact that he appreciates it and wants to have a conversation with it is everything to me. It doesn't need to be anything more than that. And now he was fortunate enough to find one that he likes and to buy one. Now he can join the club and we can continue to talk about it, but it doesn't matter if he's got zero or 50. It's all the same to me. You know what I mean? Exactly. And it's again, it just goes back to what we've been, what we've been discussing. And that's, you don't need to paint yourself in some light that like makes you like any more valuable. Like just be yourself. I feel like there's way more value in being authentic than there is in creating some sort of facade. Right. You know? I mean, I just, people that have met me in person, I feel like have told me they're like, you're like, I thought you were nice, like online, but then like I meet you in person, like you're even nicer. Like, it's just, like, I, I, 
I just, I genuinely want to be a good human. That's what I always tell Cassandra. I'm like, I'm striving to be a good human. And like, I'm also not the type of person with that just stands by and doesn't say anything either. So I think that's something that like people, when they first meet me, um, are kind of taken back by because like, I'm very direct and a lot of people aren't used to that in like our generation. I feel like, like Mm -hmm. just being honest, like I know me and you have had conversations about things and I, I, I was just cut and dry with you. And I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, you appreciated it because you, oh, yeah. you told me you like, you just want to know the truth. Like you don't want to do the BS thing. Yeah. I had a conversation with a buddy of mine today, a really, really good buddy of mine. And you know, I I've told him before, I was like, you know, I've had people in my life I've been friends with literally since I was a kid where there's been an incident or something's been said and, and nobody says anything about that. And I'm just, you know, and not everything needs to be talked about, but it's like, I'm the type of person that if if you're a close friend of mine, because like you and Cassandra, you if something's bothering you, you tell her. Why should it be any different with a friend? It can't. It doesn't need to just be with your significant other. It should. You should be able to do it with your family and with your friends. These are people. Your friends are people you choose to surround yourself with. So it, you don't have to. You choose to. So don't do them the disservice and not be honest with them. You know what I mean? If something's wrong, talk it out. You know, I've, like I said, I've had friends my entire life that I've never had that conversation with. And it's like, you get to a point where you're like, so are we really that good of friends or are we just friends? Because we have been since we were kids who didn't talk about shit. Yeah. You know, it's so, like, oh, the time thing, the time factor, like, oh, we've been together, you know, we've been friends or we've been dating for this long. So I owe it to you. No, you don't. You, yeah. if you're not being your, your complete self, then, then you're just it's just all bullshit and i i just can't get on board with that yeah you know yeah well guy you know i think i think we've pretty much covered what we wanted to cover today yeah Um, i mean just i i think we wanted to really talk about relevance and we wanted to talk about authenticity which i've said that probably ten thousand times already but the reality is is it is what it is and look is this my opinion absolutely do you have to take it? No, but I'm not going to stand by and not, not be, uh, be honest, you know, about right. how I feel. Right. And it's just, you know, it's one of those things. Yeah. I think the listeners will appreciate it too. You know, we've got a lot of really, really, really great people that support us. And, um, you know, obviously we can't thank you guys enough. You all know who you are. And, um, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, this wasn't, wasn't supposed to be, you know, a negative thing, which is kind of like a airing of grievances. You know, you got to do it every now and then to kind of stay sane. And, um, you know, I think, I think, uh, we talked about a lot of good shit today, guy, you know, no, a lot for of sure. We're, we're getting back to our roots here. Like, and it's about being, being relevant and being blunt. And yeah. I just, you know, at the end of the day, people are going to do what they're going to do. Right. You know? Right. But I just know the type of people I keep in my court are quality. I will take quality over quantity when it comes to that Agreed. every single time. Agreed. Agreed, guy. That's the perfect spot. Perfect spot to transition into the into the flawless ending of yet another fantastic episode of the Blunt Instruments podcast. Thank you guys for listening, as always. Go ahead, guy. Yeah. Thank you. I, I was going to say we need to play the fancy dinner music after this, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> there are dinner jackets and dinner jackets. This is Brioni.
That's what she should have said. So that's Brioni, bitch. Yeah. She's like, this is apartment <laughs> nine, and this is Brioni, you fucking idiot. <laughs> um, but yeah, so thank you guys for listening, guy. Once again, congrats on the new YouTube video. Thank congrats you. Congrats on the new position. Proud of you. And uh, yeah, that's all I got. Looking forward to uh, seeing your video with Kyle. I'm 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 really jazzed to see what you two have come up with. Should be good. Yeah, it should be good. I've gotten a lot of selfies from Kyle in the last uh, week of different outfits. So I was like, some of these I feel like I'm not, um, you know, young enough and female enough to be getting these. I was like, I feel a little, uh, I feel a little turned on here, Kyle. You're freaking me out a little bit. <laughs> some of these sensual faces he's making. I'm like, damn. Look at you in that turn turning it after. on for you, man. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, uh, well, thanks, guy. We will see you, uh, see you guys, and we'll chat next week.